Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So Andrew Coppins is out today, apparently having knee surgery, and he decided to leave me, Padoni, here alone doing the show without him. So we're going to have some fun, and we're going to play Truth or Fiction right here on Critical Thinking. Well, Andrew didn't leave me completely hanging. He did send me a couple of Truth or Fiction statements as if he were still here and still asking these questions, which I'm going to ask in his stead and do my best to critically think through them. I also have my own Truth or Fiction statements that we will also get to. Um, and in terms of the B or not the B today, uh, we are going to do just a featured article from the Babylon B. Um, in which case, I, I get all of Andrew's winnings for the year uh, that he supposedly gets from Dominic Izzo. I, I now get them solely in, in, in my name um, since Andrew is out today. However, you may have noticed that there is no Rumble video today. Um, there likely will not be one today and probably not one tomorrow, depending on how Andrew feels and if he's back. Um, so it, this is just audio only today and also likely tomorrow. Uh, Andrew said he's aiming to be back on Thursday. He, it's just a minor knee surgery. It's nothing major. Um, however, we will see how he feels come that time. You may end up with me for the rest of the week for all I know. That is a big possibility still, I think. We'll see. Anyway, um, we have a lot to get into in terms of these truth or fiction statements today. We've got anything from politics to COVID um, to education and to culture. So we have a lot to get into today. And I'm, I'm going to start with one that Andrew sent me. And we're going to get into this one first. You, you've heard us talk in previous weeks about Project Veritas and the viral videos that they've released uh, about uh, Jordan Tristan Tristan Walker, um, who is a director and is over uh, research and development of the mRNA projects at Pfizer. And uh, apparently, he is still employed after all of these viral videos have come out from Project Veritas. He is still employed at Pfizer. My first question here is how, how are, 
how is he still employed at Pfizer? Because if this were, I would even generally say most companies, if you are out and you are, are on a sting, which by the way, the, the you can be recorded at any given time in these situations, that is something that, that can happen. If you are on a sting and you got caught saying what Jordan Tristan Walker did on video, that has to be a violation of an NDA, right? If there, if there are any lawyers in the audience, I'd be curious to what you'd have to say about it. But I, I would think that most companies, especially if they had nothing to hide and they wanted to set the record straight, that this guy would no longer have a job at Pfizer, okay? And that they would actually be very specific in the statement that they released. The statement that they released, we've talked about as well, didn't really say much. It said very little, really. It didn't even address the crux of the problem. But I digress. Andrew's truth or statement, or truth or fiction statement here is Pfizer's continued employment of Jordan Tristan Walker in the Project Veritas video speaks volumes of the veracity of claims being made. Obviously, Andrew is not here to speak for himself, so I will give you my answer, and that is, this is truth. Um, if if the fact that they are keeping him around um, is, is a little baffling to me. To me, this just doesn't look good on Pfizer's part. It's, it's They've released a statement. They've kept him on, but they've, they've really said nothing of substance nothing the only thing that they've truly denied is that they do gain of function research well what about directed evolution as jordan tristan walker put it in the in the video from Vi or from project veritas what about that um so it goes on uh, from this article that Andrew sent me. Uh, they says, we are aware of managing the recent incident where one of our colleagues was baited into a conversation in a social situation and recorded without their knowledge. Fact-based information rooted in sound science is vitally important to preserving Pfizer scientific innovations, reputation, and trust with business partners and ultimately enables us to deliver breakthroughs for patients. Uh, Anti-science activists are becoming increasingly brazen in their drive to gain and manipulate information, fueling the spread of baseless claims and endangering the public. Okay, let's just stop right there for just a minute. If if what they're saying here is true, um, why did Jordan Tristan Walker say this on a video? Do you really expect me or really anybody that, that's been paying attention to any of this, that he's saying these things because he's just on a date? That he's trying to impress a date? First of all, why? if this is the way that you're going to impress a date, by the way, you're, you're doing it wrong by saying, hey, we're looking at genetically mutating viruses to create vaccines and to push more jabs, uh, all for the betterment of society and playing with fire, by the way. How is that impressive? to a date period. I don't believe that for one second. And you would think that Pfizer would have more of a denial than what they've put out because it really wasn't much of a denial at all. 
Um, so they they have not responded to, uh, to any questions about Walker's employment status, but as far as we know, he's still working there. Um, he in one of the videos he had said that I hope we don't discover something really bad down the line. I hope we don't find out that somehow the mRNA lingers in the body. He said uh, because it has to be affecting someone hormonal hormonal to impact menstrual cycles, um, which that's been that's been claimed a lot from these mRNA vaccines where it's impacted menstrual cycles and infertility in women. It's been alleged. It is being investigated. I guess time will tell with that. I mean, if, as far as we can tell, though, all this right now is still being pushed under the rug and it's still get your jab, get your jab, get your jab. Uh, despite claims from the inconclusive evidence from the fact checkers, Walker's apparent LinkedIn profile, which was deleted, and images of more Pfizer documents shared by Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe suggested that he did indeed work for the pharmaceutical firm. Walker was listed as a Pfizer Director of Research Development and Strategic Operations and mRNA Scientific Planning. Um, let's see. So this targeting can happen online through social media, uh, and dating apps, as well as the person through the industry conferences, a simple social situations such as casual conversation with new acquaintances in a bar or on a date or at a party. We must safeguard all sensitive and confidential information at all times and exercise extreme caution amid any discussions with acquaintances. Okay, so that statement from Pfizer alone. That would make me think that they have something in their contract that you you shouldn't be talking about this stuff to the general public or to an acquaintance. That if you have and you've revealed very sensitive information, which it would appear that Walker did do that, investigation is still pending here, and investigation is now warranted, you would think you would think that he would no longer have a job there. But again, it appears that he still does. Um, this is this is something that I find to be incredibly disturbing. This is something I've been paying very close attention to since um, the story initially broke a couple of weeks ago and uh, Project Veritas initially started releasing these videos. It makes you wonder what is really going on at companies at Pfizer. What is going on at companies like Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, what have you, that have been pushing these very poisonous jabs? And here we are having someone that's on the inside there saying that they're doing all of this stuff, which at the very least is unethical. At, at the most, it's very illegal, and no one's really giving any information as to what is really happening here. We, we know that Congress has um, sent a few inquiries over and is going to be getting into an investigation here in, I would hope, the near future. But uh, to Andrew's statement, this is true. I mean, the, the veracity of the claim um, speaks volumes to the veracity of the claims being made. It's absolutely true. They, they've said very little. Um, they, they seem to be trying to cover this guy up as much as humanly as possible. Uh, it, it just, you would think if, if, if you had truly nothing to hide, 
why not just come out and give us all that information? Plain and simple. You would think think that would be the case. Moving on, though. Um, Andrew also sent me this one. I'm going to get to both of his first, and then we'll get to the article from the Babylon Bee. Uh, he sent me another article about uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy um, blast Biden Democrats in major speech. Um, basically, what he did is he came out ahead of the President's State of the Union address. Um, he delivered remarks in the hallway near the Speaker's balcony. Um, he's like, I speak to you as a father, a former small business owner, and a taxpayer. And like many of you, I worry about the future that feels less secure than it should. A lot has changed in recent years. Our southern border was once secure. Now a number of illegal immigrants who crossed our border in just two years easily exceeds the population of 25 states. Americans are getting hammered by higher prices. Today, nearly two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to make ends meet. Meanwhile, China is infiltrating our culture and farmland and our, and our skies because they see us as weak. This is not sustainable. You deserve the truth. So let's start with the facts. Our national debt is high, too high, and the problem is getting worse, not better. We are now $31 trillion in debt. That is more than the size of the entire American economy. 20% more. Our debt is now a greater burden than it was uh, at any time since World War II. If we continue down this path in the next 10 years, we will spend over $8 trillion just on interest. That's more than the entire federal budget this year. By a lot. That is neither affordable nor sustainable. When debt is too high, inflation is the result. So he's, he's calling the, the raise in the debt ceiling um, the greatest threat to our future. And I, the, the truth or fiction here is, is the national debt the greatest threat to our future? I actually... Uh, could make the argument both ways on this, whether it be truth or fiction. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call back to I believe it was last week's truth or fiction, where we talked about at least I believe it was last week. It might have been two weeks ago, where we talked about if the dollar is devalued worldwide, it's no longer the world's currency per se, or or the main currency of the world, I should say. Um. If, if it is devalued, we are in serious, serious trouble. And the more we spend, the more debt we get to be into. And if that, if that dollar is devalued, then the interest in our debt goes way, way up. You think that we've seen some major recessions or depressions since the Great Depression. This will make all of that look like child's play, as Andrew aptly pointed out last week. And that is something that, that we, as Americans, citizens, need to, to prepare for. And as much as I do not like Kevin McCarthy, as much as I don't trust him, as much as... People like him have continued to vote for omnibus bills and um, to continue wasteful spending over the years. 
Um, I, I don't trust him on this. However, the platitudes he is, he is speaking here, I would say, is truth. I believe that this is the greatest threat to our future, to our immediate future. And it's not just about you and me kind of future. It's about our future generations. If anybody comes to collect on the debt, we can't pay it. Everyone seems to know that except our government. We can't pay it. And that falls on our shoulders. That falls on the shoulders of our children, our children's children, and so on and so forth. It will destroy America as we know it. This, this is less to do about money and more about, in my mind, to do with how we function as a nation. It's not even about necessarily our individual livelihoods, right? But how we function as a nation, how we continue to be a world power. If, if the, the dollar is devalued, we will undoubtedly lose our status as a superpower in, in the world. Um, we will have so much debt, I mean, we'll drown in it. And our enemies will see that. And then, they, and then our weaknesses will be exposed. And yet here we are talking about, oh, the balloon, the balloon that flew over the United States, the balloon, the balloon, the balloon. Honestly, that balloon is really the least of our worries right now um, compared to what the future has in store and the, and the track that we are currently headed down. We are in some serious, serious trouble if we're not careful. Um, we, we haven't passed a balanced budget in how many years now? Since the Clinton administration, I I don't think we passed one in Bush. We certainly didn't pass one in the Obama administration. Um, Trump talked a big game, but we, we never passed one there either. And uh, do you really expect to pass one under uh, Joseph Marionette Biden? No way. No way. We will continue to spend ourselves into oblivion. And that is the point that Kevin McCarthy is getting to here. Now, again, I don't trust the man. I think he ultimately would have done the same thing if it were politically expedient for him to do so. But right now, it's more politically expedient for him to make this speech ahead of the State of the Union. And that's what this comes down to is, yes, this is politics, but he's also not wrong. So I, I'm going with a thousand percent truth with this one. Before we move on into the truth or fiction side of the program, um, I do want to get into the uh, Babylon Beat feature article for today. But before I do, folks, if you haven't gone to Coffee Brand Coffee yet, you need to. I'm not a morning person. As many of you probably know, if you watch our Rumble page, you can pretty well see I, I'm, I'm not a morning person. I'm more of a, a night, evening type of person. Uh, I, I, I've never done well with mornings. Unfortunately, I don't drink coffee being um, LDS. And so it's, it's kind of funny. Here I am promoting a, a coffee company that also happens to be, ironically, out of the state of Utah. But Andrew is a coffee drinker. I do, however, really enjoy their hot chocolate that they do. Um, if you don't like either of those things, they also do tea. They've also got swag and different things that you can go and get over there too. All you need to do, though, because they are growing. They're actually moving to a new facility as well. 
if you want to see companies like this continue to grow, companies that will work with you, not insult you, and not care about your politics. Because a good company shouldn't care about your politics. They should care about the value of your dollar. How they are going to make a living. How they are going to make a living, not just for their business, but for the people that work within their business. So they can better provide jobs and paychecks and um, just a flat-out good place to work. That, that's how this is done. They don't care. They don't care about your politics. They care about making a good product so that they can earn the value of your dollar. All you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout, you'll get 5% off your purchase. Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout, get 5% off your purchase today. All right, so here is the Babylon Bee featured article for the day. Ladies, here's what's going through your man's head right now. 17 things he's thinking. And if you're wondering, the reason why I, I chose this is because the, the topics that we are discussing in today's Truth or Fiction tend to a little be on the little heavier side, so I wanted to do something that was a little bit more light and bring some levity into the show because the Babylon Bee is terrific at this. So it starts off saying, Hey, ladies, have you ever just stared at your man and wondered, what was he thinking? Relax. Your man isn't thinking about other women. He, we assembled a panel of man experts who are men, and they've compiled a definitive list of things your man is currently pondering. Here are 17 things your man is thinking at this exact moment, only one at a time. One, I bet I could do a pull-up on that rafter. Two, not just sound really good right about now. Three. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the, of the north, general of the Felix Legions, and loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. I'm going to pause just right there for a second because that is probably one of the greatest lines from the one of the greatest man movies, Gladiator of all time, and that is a terrific terrific reference which by the way i just learned this recently apparently they are doing a second gladiator movie i'm dead serious ridley scott is doing a second gladiator movie i have no idea why i have no idea how i have no idea what the story is going to be but the um actor that played lucius which would have been um commodus the emperor's nephew um, is going to be in this and likely he will be older obviously um, he'll be an adult and all that fun stuff but what what they're going to be doing here i have no idea i'm to say that i'm curious is to say the least however can we can we just stop making sequels to every freaking movie out there and let original stories be original stories because gladiator was a terrific the, the way they ended it was terrific um I don't know that I would have changed it any other way, but I, I digress. Anyway, four. Why didn't Sauron uh, turtle, uh, turtle his forces knowing Mount Doom was the only way the ring would be destroyed? Five. Christ is king. Six. I bet I could beat everyone in a foot race. Seven. Wall, couch, door, hands, basically whatever his eyes are looking at. Eight, lamp. 
<laughs> Nine. How many Highlander movies did they end up making? Ten. Why did Sean Connery help Connor McCloud if they were destined to destroy each other? Eleven. Do I own Highlander? <laughs> Alexa, order Highlander on Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, Thirteen. Where is the best cover in case I have to draw my weapon against an evil commie attacker? Fourteen, huh? That pain is back. Fifteen. I bet my life would be completely different if I were named Boaz. Sixteen. Just going to glance down at my biceps and make sure they're still looking swole. Yup. Seventeen. I wonder if the kids are, 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 and 17, I wonder if the kids are old enough to watch Highlander. <laughs> Just a lot of Highlander references. Note, this is an exhaustive list. Things men think about. There is no other, th there are no other things. And um, as a married man myself, um, I got to say uh, a good chunk of this list is, is true. Um, not necessarily the Highlander stuff, though I have thought, you know, things about Highlander before, funny enough. Um, the Gladiator thing is totally true. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. The Lord of the Rings fan is true. Um, being a Christian, yes, I do think about my faith and things like that. So that that was actually kind of a fun little note that they put in. Um, but are, are they necessarily about exclusively these things? No, but they are very similar things. And, I mean... It, if it's not Highlander for me, it's 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 Star Wars for sure. Um, like how many different you know star like not just a different Star Wars movie, but different books do they have, and where can I get them and whatnot? So a lot of this is is definitely definitely true. Okay, so um, moving on with truth or fiction here, I'm going to get into my truth or fiction now. Um, and I'm going to start with um, a, a story that came out of the Deseret News. It's an op-ed by Connor Boyack, um, which if you listen to yesterday's episode, we actually uh, referenced one of his tweets on, on Twitter. And um, I, I came across this article um, today, and it's actually an older article. Um, it's actually a few years old, to be honest, but I think, I think that there are some... Um, things that we could discuss here in terms of a truth or fiction statement, because I think even though this article is older, there are some things about it that are going to hit more so home today than they did say, well, now seven years ago, because this was written back in 2016. Um, so truth or fiction, the federal government tells parent or is trying to convince parents that they are inferior. Now, I already know what Andrew's um, statement is going to be here. I've worked with him long enough that I that I, I do know this and that he would probably argue truth here. Um, I've made it clear before that my wife is a public school teacher. However, she is one of those rare teachers that, you know, doesn't bring her personal politics, her faith, what have you, to the classroom. Um, her classroom is literally all about foods and sewing. That's it. That's all she teaches. That's all it is. That's the only thing that enters into her classroom, and that's, that, that's how it should be. 
And at the same time, you know, because she's also very defensive about her career and things like that, which I love about her. I love that she's willing to defend what she what she loves to do. However, I also have to go with truth here. And when it comes to subjects like food, sewing, things like that, you're not really, at least I would hope that you wouldn't see a lot of politics and culture issues and, um, you know, all, all of the CT, CTR or, or, excuse me, CRT, all that stuff entering in the classroom. Um, however, they might enter things like English or history or, or something, science for sure, um, entering things like that. We, I've, Andrew and I have played videos even from the state of Utah that have happened over the last few years of how teachers view their students, how they view parents. And if this can happen in Utah, you've heard me say this many times, if it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. But the federal government absolutely does believe that parents are inferior um, to them. They believe in this concept of, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. Look, I, I won't lie to say that there's not some truth to that, you know, it takes a village, but the, my idea of it takes a village is not the government. It's me. It's my neighbors. It's my in-laws. It's my, my side of the family. Um, it's close friends of the family that can help raise a kid. I remember growing up, you know, my I was very close with a lot of my dad's friends that he went to high school because they were around a lot. And they taught me a lot of things about life. It wasn't just my parents. It, it gave me different perspectives. My grandparents played a very uh, essential role. My parents themselves, however, were at the core of all of it. So they ultimately had the say on what I did or didn't do, what I learned, when I learned it, um, and, and what they felt that I was ready for. And where I'm ultimately going with this is that as a parent and, and as someone that, that hopes to be a parent someday here, hopefully very soon, no one's going to know your kids like you do. And there are a lot of things out there that, and rightfully so, that parents of all different walks of life, creeds, faiths, don't want their kids being taught in school. And that's fine. You should have that say. You have. You should have that right. And you should also have the right to pull your kids out and, and do homeschooling as well. However, we've entered into a society where we care more about our comfort. Most parents work. I get it. I get it. How how are they going to be able to homeschool their kids if both parents have to work? If they have to be um, away from the house at an office or at, at some job site trying to make a living and to be able to provide for the family to keep the roof over their heads and food on the table. I get it. It's a very tough situation to put yourself in. However, for the sake of our families, because that, that should be the most important thing to us. Shouldn't be the job that we have. It should be about how we provide for our families. And they're, you know, in a, in a world that is so technology driven, and I'm not saying this is easy, 
It is easier said than done. But there are ways where you can supplement income um, by by creating like your own online business or side hustle, what have you, um, to help make ends meet. There are ways to do it. But nothing, nothing should come in the way of your family. And being able to educate your kids, being able to provide for them, because part of being able to provide for your kids, by the way, is making sure that they are educated. And there's a difference, guys, between being educated and being schooled. Being educated is is being able to learn how to critically think. It is learning how to do arithmetic. It's learning how to read and write well. All of those things. And being able to reason. Being able to use the things that you have learned and turn them into real life skills. That is an education. To be schooled is to be indoctrinated. To be maybe given some skills, but given skills in order to think a certain way. Shouldn't be teaching kids what to think. Should be teaching them how to think. That that is the what what schools ought to be doing, but they're not. Otherwise, how do you get things like critical race theory in school? How do you get things like Common Core? How do you get things like Drag Queen Story Hour? How do you allow the sexualization of kids in school? How is it the transgender movement has made it into our schools? A lot of it has come from that indoctrinating side of our culture. And when you go against that culture, you are deemed inferior. Because government's always downwind of culture, by the way. And so as government is moving more and more in this direction all the time, they want to do all of these things to your kids and teach them certain things that your kids have no business learning at school. None. They'll have mandates. I mean, let's look at the last three years with all the, the, the ridiculous COVID mandates that they did. Out of the name of safety, it was abuse. It's, it was a nanny state. Telling people how to live their lives and ultimately taking away their ability to be able to provide for their families. And anyone that dared speak up against them was, well, inferior. And their mental their mental wellness was called into question. So if you were speaking up and speaking loudly in your schools, you're you're doing something right, I promise you. Despite the fact that they might say that you have uh mental health issues and that you, that your parenting might be called into question. I say if you're not doing those things, then, then there's something wrong. These in the, in the last couple of years since the whole Loudoun County incident and things like that uh, across the country, many parents have woken up and gotten involved. And that's awesome. But 
if we let it continue to go down this road, if we let our culture continue to go down this road, we will ultimately allow the government to call our parenting styles inferior, that they are the ultimate parent at the end of the day. And that's what Connor was getting at in this article, if we're not careful, if we allow these things to happen. But speaking of culture, I, I saved this one for last on purpose. Truth or fiction, we are not so much in a cultural war as we are in a spiritual war. Now, let me explain what I mean by this. When it comes to a spiritual war, it's the fight of of what is good and evil within our society. Can a cultural war be fought at the same time or within a, a spiritual war? Yes. In fact, I would even say that it is a, a subset to that. But this isn't just about culture in terms of music or movies or um, stories that are, that are being made in Hollywood. It's not just that. It's, it's the spirit. This is why we also call it the spirit of the age, I think is that what we're seeing is is demonic, satanic, if you will. The Grammys were on the other night. I know, right? Uh, if you're like me or if you're like Andrew, because I guarantee you Andrew probably didn't do this either. I didn't know the Grammys were on, let alone did I watch them. And, and I, here's the thing. If, if I'm going to watch people be miserable on screen and and basically just stand up there and stroke each other's egos if i'm if i'm going to watch people be that miserable on television i might as well watch 90 day fiance which andrew would also tell you that is wonderful trash television i i i disagree i will never watch that show ever but i digress but the grammys were on the other night and sam smith which again I didn't know who that was until I mean I've heard I've heard the song that he sung before in clips. <coughs> it's not a song that I would go out of my way to listen to. It's not not the, generally speaking the kind of music I would listen to. Um, so I didn't know really know who he was. Um, however, uh, he he was up on stage singing his song called Unholy, and. He was dressed up as the devil, and there were all these other dancers that were dressed up as... It was basically a, a Satanist performance, if you will. Um, if we had video Andrew might play it, I would actually probably tell him, don't play it, because I... I no, no. I don't want to see it again. I had problems just watching a clip of it. That being said, um, I looked up some of the lyrics to this song. And it says um, in the chorus, Mommy don't know daddy's getting hot at the body shop doing something unholy. He sat back where she's dropping it. She'd be popping it. Yeah, she put it down slowly. Uh, he left his kids at home so he can get that. Get that. Um, mommy don't know that daddy's getting hot at the body shop doing something unholy. And then like, there's, there's other things in this song too, that are just cringe. 
and just a few minutes ago, I was talking about kids in schools and how culture is always downwind of, or government's always um, downwind of culture because whatever happens in culture happens first, and government will eventually follow suit. It's the same thing with our academic um, institutions as well. Um, they pick up on these things. They start saying these things are okay. Start playing all the, the the music and stuff like that. The reason why I say that we are in a spiritual war versus a cultural war is because if we really had God at the center of our society, at the center of our individual hearts and families, our homes. Do we have stuff like this in our society then? I would submit probably not. It's um it's satanic. It's demonic. And as I as I watch this, it occurred to me that we let this into our homes. We let this into our families. This kind of thinking, behavior, corrupts our spirits. Our, and, and it taints our relationship with God. Andrew and I have, have said many times in the last couple of years that, that we must be rooted in God. That we must have him at, at the center of the things that we do. Because if, if, if we don't, we are left to our own devices. We are left to our natural man, if you will. By that I mean our, our tendencies to do things that, that God would not have us do, which is are things like this. This, is, this isn't the result of, oh, I, I'm... Uh, not going to do this one little thing this one time and that's it. No, this is this is stuff that that is we've allowed to corrupt our society over years. This isn't just one day. This isn't just one night. This is years in the making. This is years of pushing God out of our general society. We've become so secular. We've become well, for lack of better words, unholy. We want to protect our kids in school or at home. Or we want to, to, to win a cultural war or a spiritual war. Then we must put God first. We must understand his teachings and the teachings of Jesus Christ. We're studying um, the New Testament right now this year. And uh, we're, we're in the Gospels. We'll, we'll be studying the Gospels, I think, probably until end of June or so. And I've, I've learned a lot. And then there was a, a particular verse that stood out to me. It's Luke 2, uh, verse 52, I believe. It's the very last verse of the chapter. And it was a chapter where, where Christ had gotten lost, or or rather Mary and Joseph had lost Jesus in the temple of Jerusalem when he was young. And they lost him for, for three days. 
and then they finally found him um and he he was teaching in the temple and when he did this at, at the very end of of Luke it said it was said that Jesus grew in wisdom stature and in favor with God i would submit that we want to fix the rot that is in our society to get America back to um, be lovers of individual liberty again, then God must be at the center of it. We must work to gain in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God if we are to truly win the spiritual war. This and this and, and subset of that this cultural war at the end of the day there are there there are there is no way around it there is none there can be no fence setters in this none i remember watching things with my mom growing up like uh the country music awards or the oscars and yeah i could look back and say oh yeah there's there's some woke things there that that probably doesn't belong there but to look at to watch those 20, 30 years ago, it is not even close to what it is today. Not even close. My mom wouldn't even watch this stuff today. And my mom's a total 90-day fiancé person. Total 90-day fiancé person. But she would not watch any of this stuff because it's just... It is what it is now. There can be no fence-setters in this war. It is, it is either... We win, and we must win at the end of the day. We must win this. If not, we should go down swinging. But if we don't win, or if we just sit on the fence and be like, eh, well, that's not that big a deal to me. If, if you're going to sit on the fence, I promise you this, we will lose. We will lose only way that a spirit the spiritual war like this can be won is to put god at the center of it and to win that's it all right that's going to do it for me today um i will be back tomorrow doing a wtf wednesday where it'll be much more wtf than it was today even though these stories argumentably could have made wtf in on in of themselves so Until tomorrow, I'll be filling in for Andrew again, most likely, unless he tells me otherwise. Um, So until tomorrow, don't get lost. Remember who you are. And no means no. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.